Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Happy 2023. This is the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. And starting this year, I'm going to be doing weekly podcasts. Instead of doing a guest every other week, I'm going to be doing new podcasts every Monday, 5 a.m. I'd love for you to follow me, to subscribe, to check me out on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, and leave a review if you have not left a review. I'm going to be one of the speakers at an amazing women's conference in April 2023 in Minnesota. Go to discovermyinsidestory.com to check out information and get signed up. Today, you're going to hear my interview with Jennifer Evaz, who is an inner healing and deliverance minister, author, and teacher. You are going to hear much wisdom about inner healing, mental health, deliverance. There's always a root to the fruit. So without further ado, here's the interview. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I am really, really encouraged and excited today that I have Jennifer Evaz. Is that how you say your last name? Yeah, that's how you do it. (laughs) Good, good. So Jennifer is a walking miracle and has an amazing testimony, amazing ministry and book, Inner Healing and Deliverance Handbook, which I have written all over. Um, So we'll be talking about that today, but go ahead and introduce yourself, Jennifer, and what you'd like the listeners to know. Sure. Again, Jennifer Evans, you did say it right. So thank you. And, and um, uh, my husband and I, we have been in ministry um, here in Turlock, California. Uh, we're, we're now Harvest Church. We've been through a few name changes. And we've also uh, expanded into some additional campuses over the last 25 years. And so uh, we're, I would say we're really in our sweet spot uh, right now. And, you know, just growing and our staff and the ministry that the Lord has for me in the nations. I feel like it's, it's, you know, it's growing, but it's, it's just in the right place for, for things to have the the impact that I've, I've been dreaming about for years. Yeah, that's awesome. And you have authored a few books, correct? Yeah. Um, the, the one you just held up is my yep. fifth. I'm working on my sixth. Oh, awesome. um, I'll probably be doing this just forever. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you guys have this church and then you do kind of travel and speak yourself yes. as well. Yeah. I'm, I've always been a little bit more itinerant than my husband. My husband's more building um, in the city and in the, the surrounding cities. You know, he's like, you know, he he's very apostolic and he's, bringing in more campuses and equipping and training. Um, he's probably going to start heading out a little bit more is what it's looking like. But I've, I've been doing that for a number of years. Right now, I'm concentrating in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be a core concentration as well as in the United States. 
Awesome. That is very cool. Um, and I would say one of the reasons why I even know who you are is because you actually talked about dissociation. And that's some right. of the work that I have done in my practice and that I see many therapists aren't aware of it. And also many people in ministry aren't aware of it. Right. Or they'll think mm-hmm. someone is, is demon possessed and they're not demon possessed yeah. and they actually That's need tricky. healing. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I would love it if you could kind of just talk about some of the work that you do in deliverance and inner healing. And then I'd love for you to share your testimony as well. Uh, sure. I've always had a hand in deliverance ministry since my own deliverance as a new Christian, which was very theologically challenging um, for my church. Uh, they were a, a spirit filled church, but you know, they, they had the mentality that you don't have that level of spiritual problem once you are a Christian, once, you know, you, you have received the Holy Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit. And so when I exhibited a, a pretty serious manifestation as a new Christian, not being conditioned for it, not having, you know, all sorts of wild ideas put in my mind, it just happened at a prayer meeting. And, um, you know, they just didn't know what to do with it. They wondered if I was even saved. I'm like, no, I am saved. I am baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I love Jesus. And yes, this happened. So it's it was the beginning of a long journey of, you know, like, like, how, how, how does this happen? You know, and so really, my, the, the, the journey that I had seemed to come in parts over over a period of time, you know, just kind of like, okay, this is, this is what I knew at the time, and then it expanded, and then it yeah. learned a little bit more and then expanded. And, yeah. and so at the time, you know, I, my husband, and I finished school, we weren't married yet. And we finished school, and then we got married, and we were in ministry, you know, instantly. And, and so I started noticing that there are a lot of people in our church that had, had problems. They're good Christians. Uh, you know, they, they love Jesus. It wasn't about their salvation. It was about, there was, there's bondage in their life. There's things that were hanging on that they didn't know how to disconnect. They didn't know what to do. They, they didn't understand the spirit, you know, the spiritual connections. And I just happened to have a leg up on that because I had walked out of some stuff and I learned a few things. So, so we started deliverance ministry, just very simple really simple ministry, you know, um, do you have, do you have issues uh, with the occult in your past? Um, Because those things hang on. I said, what are you afraid of? You know, who do you hate? (laughs) You know, um, do you have sexual issues? Let's talk about that. And just kind of going at it from a more simplified way. My testimony expanded years later when I found out, you know, we were connected pretty deeply to Freemasonry that the Holy Spirit brought that whole thing up. I didn't realize that that stuff it really hangs on you. Um, you know, that, that, uh, anything that has to do with the occult is, is covenantal in nature. Hmm. You know, uh, that's the thing. And it mimics God's covenant with you. So God hmm. holds on to you. God hmm. holds on to your family. When you get saved, it's as far as God is concerned, it's you and your family. He lays claim to everything. Okay. When you hmm. get saved, well, the devil does too. And so when you get into the occult, he does the same thing. And so you got these like, I, I don't know if this is the best word. Uh, you know, if you got these contracts hanging on you ah, uh, over you and your family. And that's so your good. children are affected. Yeah. And so just because you get saved, uh, it's like in the natural, your, your mortgages don't disappear. You know, your arrest warrants don't disappear. Yeah. Okay. You still have to settle the matter. <laughs> so, yes, that's so that's good. how the adult yeah. work. Okay. You got to settle yeah. the matter. And so if, if, you know, Satan decides to, to, um, you know, go after a legal binding that he believes he has on you. You have to do, you have to do some work. And so the whole Freemasonry is, is operates like that. It claims the whole family for generations. So I, that came up just like, like, you know, just roared to the surface, took care of that. 
went through some easy, I felt was easy deliverance for that, you know, um, and, and once I did that, my whole ministry expanded. I didn't realize what it was holding back in my life. My whole ministry expanded in every way. Once I dealt with that, it was, it was really holding me in bondage and away from God's will. Um, so, so, and it was, so that was clear cut, yeah. but this is where it got interesting is, uh, when I was 47 years old, my memory started coming back mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I didn't even know this was a thing. I, I, you know, these are things that I didn't study. I didn't read about, nobody put it in my mind. It just, you know you know, we're wired a certain way and, and things begin to happen the way, you know, we're designed. And, and so what happened is um, my memory started going back. It was on the heels of me wanting to deal with some hatred, internal hatred that I couldn't shake. And I, and, and I, I hated this person uh, and I hated this person my entire life. And it seemed like, you know, I'm, I'm grown. Like, why, why is this hanging out? Why can't I get rid of this? I'm yeah. a, I'm a woman of God. I'm in ministry and I'm still obsessed with this, you know? Right. And, and it, it was starting to take over my life. It was taking over my world. I'm like, this is crazy. Cause I had no rhyme or reason for it. When I went to deal with that, that's when my memory started coming back. I guess I was ready. And it, it first started with some, you know, sexual abuse which, you know, I had already dealt with stuff with my biological father. I remembered, uh, you know, some things that had happened with him um, enough, you know, that I dealt with what I knew. Yeah. Um, but it was another person in the family, uh, this lady. And and so, you know, all of a sudden I started remembering the sexual abuse of the, that involved this lady, which I had no grid for because, you know, I just, just had, didn't have a grid for that. And I started, you know, wor- working through that. And I was figuring, okay, this is going to be a, probably a couple years really good therapy, you know, kind of work this through. But I asked a question of my therapist and I was going to a professional therapist as well as inner healing and deliverance ministry because, you know, spirit, soul, body connection. um, And and those two camps don't always talk. So I realized I needed to go to to both, Mm -hmm. you know? And so in the therapy session, I said, I wonder why my biological father and this, this woman he was associated with, I wonder why they're both pedophiles. And, you know, what was this going on in my life? And that's when Pandora's box opened. That's when I started to, to remember uh, uh, the rituals and the occultism and, you know, the network organized Satanism and, and trafficking. And I started remembering these things and it was horrific, mm. um, you know, and so I began to learn terms like disassociation. Oh, wow. You know, you you must have checked out when all of that was going on so you could survive it. And, you know, cause I had patterns of dissociation. I could just disconnect. I can get yeah. in a massive argument with my husband Sunday morning and preach a fiery sermon, you know, it, like, like an hour later, like it was nothing. Okay. Well, you know, that's disassociation. You can't do that very well unless yeah. you know how to separate yourself. Yeah. And so, you know, and so, and then it was so cultic. I had to um, do a lot of deliverance work, which wasn't that messy. Um, you know, some, el- there was elements of it that I'm like, okay, this is getting a little crazy. Um, but it, it wasn't, what, could you say what, what does that mean? Like, like okay. what is crazy? Yeah. Well, that, okay. So, happening. so for example, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of it. I'm trying without giving, without giving people up and giving people away. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll just go there. I'll just go there. So for example, I'm dealing with the first, uh, the first 
ritual that I could possibly that that I possibly remembered. You know, it was like it, it was very young, was, and I started remembering what happened to me. I started remembering uh, the nature of the sacrifice. You know, during that ritual, I started remembering this thing. Yeah, and it's it it was so horrific to me. I like I didn't have a grid that. I had actually viewed that, been subjected to it, all of that. So I put myself into additional hours of therapy during this one week, okay? Because I was just like, I felt like I was losing it. Yeah. And I put myself into additional therapy. I also had um, an inner healing and deliverance prayer session with somebody I trusted who knows how to deal with this kind of stuff. And, you know, um, in in like a, you know, sound way, but, but can go there. And so I, I put all of this together during one week. And I think I probably had seven to eight hours of just working on this one thing that I was remembering because I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to work yeah. through it. I didn't know what to do yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, and so at the end of the week, okay, I, I come home from, you know, uh, I'm in California. I come home from the Bay Area, Bay Area where my therapist is. Yeah. We have night watch prayer that night, which is an all night prayer. I said, I'm going to go to night watch prayer for a couple hours. And so I went to night watch prayer and then I came home about 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. 11, 15 p.m. Somebody uploads a, a private, uh, a, uploads a video to my husband's private Google Drive which you can't break into somebody's private Google drive. Oh. Um, and it was a, an AI video, which is an artificial intelligence video, which, you know, the technology's out there. The laws haven't caught up, but the technology's out there. Yeah. Uploaded a video. Um, somebody had simulated a, a, a pornographic movie uh, using my face and uploaded it to my husband's private drive after this whole entire week where I've been going through all this therapy, I, I was in the Bay Area and in prayer, gone for about five hours, came home. And so the next day, my husband's like, um, we need to talk about a video. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And, I was, and I'm thinking, you know, like, like, what are you talking about? He says, there's a video that got dropped in my drive. And he's, you know, showing me this video. And I'm like, look, I, and he thought it was me. I said, look, I said, look at that girl's body. I said, look at here, 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 here. That ain't me. yeah right yeah and so anyway that's what i'm saying this is where sometimes it got crazy yes that's crazy yes how did they they even get in there that that's the whole point when you're dealing with the occult Mm -hmm. and satanism and you're dealing with psychics and sorcerers and different things and that's the that's the people i was subjected to and in connection with I'm used to people who are growing up. I'm used to people who were psychic. So that doesn't scare me. Um, People who have powers like that, who can, you know, it's a, it's a whole big thing, but, but you have to get to the place where you're not afraid of it. And so I'm not afraid of it because I just, I'm just not. Okay. But you could be, you could be. And so this is where you got to learn your authority in Christ. And then you got to know how to get healed at the same time. So you people at, you know, they, they're like, I, I know that I'm not the normal story of healing, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is knowing my authority. I know my authority in Christ. Those are people who don't scare me. You know, I know how to uh, bind and loose things according to Matthew 18. Mm-hmm. I know how to love people who are super ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how to walk in forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I know that justice comes from God. I don't need to make my own justice. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And so if yes. you can stay out of those so things, good. then you don't, you don't get into weird, weird thinking and mm-hmm. trying to make your own justice and being scared of people you can't see. Cause I can't see people. I can't see 
organized stuff like this. I don't know where these people are. I can't remember a lot of the players, Yeah. Um, but God is my shield. He is my protector. I've learned that he's my protector. Yeah. You know, so, so a lot of things I'm talking from a very reconciled, resolved place. I still yeah. have lots of healing to go through, mm-hmm. um, but I know how to heal. I know how to deal with those kind of circumstances, you know, and I did, I didn't have tons of circumstances like what I just described, but I had enough where I'm like, okay, the threat's real. Um, I'm going to have to learn God is my protector. Yeah. So in, in your book, you actually wrote that this is why I'm telling my story. You said, I'm still healing, but I know how to heal. I know how to find a word from God for any situation that comes my way. And I know how to believe and press in for what or press in for that word until it comes to pass. That is my secret and it works every single time. How can you teach those of us who don't know how to do this? Because you are a miracle and your story is a miracle. And I work with people who struggle with dissociation and struggle with, mm-hmm. with a lot of mental health disorders. And sometimes I feel like they need to be in my office like every single week or they need to come home and live with me. And <laughs> I can't, like, I how can I get them to have an outside inner healer or somebody else? Because I can't be the only person helping them Mm -hmm. and because they're so debilitated and so struggling in that moment and then there's some that are lukewarm and are doing fine but they don't know that they don't what they don't know so that we have many different levels of this so how can we learn how to grab that word from god well uh, again this is this is the, the the tough question that jesus asked all of us is do you want to be made well because if you want to be made well, then your history cannot be your excuse. Mm-hmm. And that is very hard because you feel like a victim. You want to be a victim. I want somebody to soothe the pain. And this is, you know, in a way, we just kind of like default to that. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to have pain. It doesn't mean I'm not going to have to work through hurt and, and you know, horrific memories. And like, what do I do with these nightmares? And, you know, I'm, saying, I, I'm not saying that the struggle is not there. I it just, you get a set of tools and you you learn how to, to go in and work on some healing. And then we're going to come back out because I got to live my life, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm going to, I'm going to take some pockets of time this for this period of time, you know, or this day, mm-hmm. I'm going to work through X, Y, Z, you know, yeah. and then, and then I'm going to come out of it um, you know, and, and so you learn those things. Um, at first it just seems like everything's exploding and you're melting down and you want to die and you have to like learn basic things like, you know, to choose life and, you know, you have to learn basic things like, okay, God is my protector. I'm going to have to really learn this. Okay. He's my protector because I have no other option. That's good. Okay. He sees what I can't see. So, you know, recognizing how how you heal as well i i know that um if i still get triggered with a memory and i've had some i've had some bad ones mm-hmm. um you know i know that i have to i have to put it into a process so i have like a certain people that i talk to i know i need to see uh, uh my therapist who i feel i have to have a regular appointment with it's not all the time but you know it's regular yeah um i know that i can get prayer and I have people who will encircle me with prayer, but I put all these things in place, you know, so that I can get well, because I choose to get well, and, you know, I choose to live whole and I choose to live every day of my life. And I also know that God has to, has a way of bringing justice. Uh, it's not the way we want, but he does it and he does it eventually. Yeah. Um, these stories are our bestsellers. That's what I want to tell people. Start writing it down. These are our bestsellers. 
you know, and, and just, you know, let the Lord, let the Lord uh, uh, have a signature in your life. You know, he didn't, he didn't want that for us. He didn't want any of this for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I struggled with why, why didn't you protect me? Well, you know, that's still, that's still a relational issue that, that God and I have a conversation about why didn't you protect me, but he did rescue me, Yeah. you know, so I was rescued. I don't feel I was protected, but that's like one of those things like, okay, God, this is, this is, you know, what I think. <laughs> and, yeah. and he's, he doesn't seem to fall off the throne that that's how I think, you know, it's like, this is, this is where, where I, I feel kind of like, Hmm, I still have a problem with that. Yeah, that's really good. Cause I, I hear that too, where it's like, well, where was God? You know, a lot of people will make up the theology that God wasn't there. And it's that, and a lot of times we ask why, when why is the wrong question? Why is actually, not yeah. and, you know, but he, but he wants you to be real with him. He wants you to go to him and say, mm-hmm. I'm struggling with this. Why weren't you there? You know, like, and even though he was there, he wants us to ask the questions and to be oh yeah vulnerable with him. Yeah, dealing with anger with God, I think, is the 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 most healthiest mm-hmm. thing that a person can do, and just go straight to Him and say, "I'm angry, mm-hmm. and this is what I think about it, and I would like to hear from you." Yeah, that's so good. So early on, you said that when you first, it was like when when you first got saved and you experienced deliverance, you said you had some manifestations that the that the ministry, the people in ministry didn't really understand what to do. Can you explain to some people who don't know what that means? What is a manifestation? And okay. can you even just explain what de- like basic deliverance is and how can we like have this be normal? Okay. So basic deliverance is just, you know, the, the casting out of demons. Now, if you're a Christian, you know, your spirit is filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not, it's, it's not about salvation. It's not about what's happening with your spirit, man, that part of you uh, that goes to be with God when you die. Um, You know, so, so that's settled, but you know, what about our physiology? What about our emotions? Anything, anything that where there's a lie that's active, that is a landing strip for Satan to put you in bondage. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anything, um, like I said, that's uh, the cult is, is notorious this way because it's, it's covenantal, it's contractual. Okay. So those are things that the enemy will try to use against you until, until you, you know, repent and renounce it. But for me, um, I think looking back, I try to look at this thing from every single angle and, and like, could have been different. Um, I don't know. I, I just know that, you know, the lady at the prayer meeting that I was at, I was about a year as a year into my Christianity. I was in uh, early college and she says, I see a spirit of sorcery standing over you. Um, and when she said that uh, something picks me up, throws me against the wall and I go into a grandma manifestation, which is not typical. Okay. Uh, I hate to say it, but nowadays I'm starting to see a lot more manifestation people are super bound they come into the church they're like super bound to stuff like i I don't know the things people are in these days is just like crazy um but god heals it all you know i whom the sun says free is free indeed so it's not beyond god but back then it was i don't i don't think i knew anybody who had that level of manifestation for years i'm like i think i manifested the worst Mm. out of anybody ever know so it's not typical Mm. all right and what was sad is these ladies didn't know how to handle it they didn't know what to do so I was left figured out with the Holy Spirit and a church that didn't believe that you know that was even real I was left to figure out the Holy Spirit what to do and so uh, you know and this demon was tormenting me 
um, you know, night and day. Tormenting me is bad. My doors would shake, my bed would shake, everything. It's kind of like a like a bad movie. And so um, about three months in, the uh, Holy Spirit just rose up in me and I spoke to this thing. And I just said, I'm not going to serve you. I only, I will only serve Lord Jesus Christ. And when I said that, it broke. I mean, just wow. all my words, one phrase, uh, by the, the unction of the Spirit of God, it just broke. And I never had a problem with it again. But I also learned something about the name of Jesus. I learned something about authority. Yes. I'm like, wow, these demons, but like they, yeah, they really... They really flee, yeah. you know, at the name of Jesus. And I'm like, see, I didn't know that. I was a new Christian. Okay. So could that whole thing have been different? Maybe. I don't know. But I did learn something. Um, and then I also learned when I was when I would take people through deliverance, I would really um, uh, work hard to not let that happen, not let them go into that kind of spaz, you know, uh, um, and yes. keep them in, yes. in charge and keep them in the front. Yeah. And then like show them how to verbally repent of whatever that attachment is mm -hmm. and break the power of it, you know, uh, break any demonic power trying to, to hold onto their life in the name of Jesus and, and do it in a way where they're conscious, they're there and, and they're not like sliding into some sort of, you know, spiritual fit. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then, and then later on, way later, I started learning that sometimes Okay, the, uh, we we had a lady at our church. She is a, uh, a extreme um, satanic ritual abuse survivor, yeah. and she showed up at our church. And all I knew is I was talking to somebody, and and one of our prayer ministers is is shaking shaking my pant leg and saying, "We need help. We need help. We need help." And I, I, I didn't get it. And then I finally looked down. And I see this lady and she's got demonic voices. It sounded like demonic voices coming out of her. And I said, okay, just put her in the chair. Um, and then she's telling me this lady, she's saying, and this is before I knew my story. And she's telling me, um, she's like, yeah, she says, I'm DID, dissociative identity disorder. And she says, but I'm an SRA survivor. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I just, it was so strange. I think the Holy Spirit just gave me insight or something, but I could tell what was a demon and what was her. And so, you know, when she was speaking crazy, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't, she's all split out in different parts, yeah. but it was her. And, you know, and, and then, then there'd be a demon that would, you know, I, I could actually discern it, you know, first Corinthians 12, discerning spirits. And yeah. so we just worked very slowly with her and we, we gave, she went into some additional ministry with us. She had a therapist. Yeah. Um, so she had all of it around, around her and she's still with my online mentoring groups today. It's been several years. And so oh. she's made a lot of progress and she That's stayed close. She she stayed connected. And she has her own healing, you know, she, she's got healing around her. But that was the thing I, be, I begin to notice now on this side of things is I is, um, you know, I had one lady without giving the detail. Um, she started to manifest really badly in, in a conference setting. And I just looked looked at her and I just kind of knew. And I, I said, you know, I don't want her doing this in front of people. Mm -hmm. And I said, can you please take her to the back? Mm -hmm. And I chatted with her for a little bit and I just asked her. Once I calmed her down, I just said, I said, um, how old do you feel right now? What, what age, what age do you feel? And she says, oh, I feel 13. And this is like a 30 year old woman. Yeah. Uh, I feel 13. And I said, okay, so let's talk about that. Why, why is this coming up? Because she, she trauma spazzed, you know, she just spazzed out in trauma Yeah. and it wasn't a demon. It was, it was, she suddenly went into a, a you know, a piece of her that was fragmented, you know, she, she was at the moment, she was 13. 
you know. Oh, but that's you discerning and learning and experiencing this. But I love what you said about this, that we need to not be afraid. Because I hear some people listening, they're like, oh my gosh, I'd be so freaked out by that. And it's like, no, no, not be freaked out by that. So how can you help us not be freaked out by that and to increase in our authority and knowing who we are in our, our identity as Christians? You know, I think it's been a journey for me of just learning that that even though I don't understand my growing up years, mm-hmm. now I really know God is my protector. I, I don't know how He solidified that in my heart. I just know that He is my protector. I'm I I just know. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I also know my authority with demons because I mean I've just seen it over and over and over and over and over again. They yeah. they fail every time at the name of Jesus. Like they 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 you know, and they really try to make themselves bigger and bigger than mm-hmm. anything and they're, they're going to harm you or hurt you i mean even that 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 you know uh ai movie they got sent weirdly to my husband that didn't yeah. even that didn't even do you know it, it didn't do the damage it was intended to do awesome. actually brought us closer together you know it's like awesome. wow we're yeah together this. That's um, so that's what i'm saying it's like he's never he, he he's a defeated foe mm-hmm. and um um, I enjoy seeing people get free of him. I enjoy it. Um, I'm not one of those people looking for a demon behind everything. I'm just not that kind of personality. Um, but but when it's there, I, I definitely deal with it. I go right in and, and take care of it. So you're hearing from a lot of, you know, I've just had a lot of years of experience. Um, when people are struggling spiritually and it looks like they're manifesting, my MO, like I said earlier, is I want to calm them down. I don't want them to to get thrashed like that. I I, I don't think it's good. Yeah. I want to calm them down. I usually will, you know, call their name. Okay, I want to talk to to Jane right now. Jane, Jane, are you there? Jane, Jane, talk to me. Talk to me, Jane. And I'll just bring them to the front and then try to keep it there because I I just don't like that manifestation stuff. No, uh, if I can. Right. And then you, you also talked about in your book that you can cast out a demon successfully, but it will come back because the door is still open. Yes. And you just talked about that inner, inner healing ministry serves to shut those doors. So how can we discern if maybe we don't have that skill of discernment yet to know how, what can we do to be aware of these open doors? And okay. How so when, yeah. Yeah. It, it, when something's not healed, you keep having the same problem. Um, you start exhibiting fruit. Now, what, you know, it, it could be demonic or not, but, but things like, um, uh, you know, you can't keep a job. That's good. You can't keep your relationships. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like good. you just can't yep. keep them. Yep. Keep having the cycle of relationships. Uh, uh, it's always, it's always the, the, that church, that, that church always hurts me. Blame you me. Know, so church, church, church. Blame <laughs> me. Yeah. You know, at some yep. point, that that's fruit. Yeah. Okay. Um, yep. Some people they have eating disorders. Um, you know, they have uh, sexual disorders. They have different different dis- different things, mm-hmm. and it's just like repeat, 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 repeat. Yeah. Okay. And when you see that, that's fruit. That's fruit. That something is inside. Something internal is happening, and that is also the landing strip. You know that Satan uses. Like people who have food disorder. I know a lot of women who recover from food disorders. And it's like, you know, it's always something, it's not the food disorder. It's mm-hmm. what's feeding the food disorder. And so, you know, the and, and the yeah, so Satan yeah. uses that to, yeah. you know, 
bring shame and and condemnation and you know bring that whole thing you know so so when we can shut that door then the food disorder resolves okay oh it was insecurity oh it was body shame oh it was mm. you know all the things that can make it up you know um, and then the 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 actual activity that we're seeing, you know, broken relationship, can't keep a job, those begin to resolve on their own once the fruit, the internal brokenness is taken care of. This is so good. So this is what you're you're speaking to why mental health therapists and inner healers need to work together because I can I'm hearing right now people in mental health are saying nope they have an eating disorder and they get a diagnosis and this is what they have and that's their diagnosis and when I started to learn about inner healing I was like oh my gosh like I feel like I'm causing more destruction in the mental health field um so can you kind of name that how we can kind of come together and how because some people in, in mental health will say, well, that's dangerous because they do actually have a diagnosis. And if we ignore the diagnosis, then we're not actually helping them. So how can we work together as mental health therapists and inner healers? And Well, I'm not sure how, how therapists, you know, uh, work with someone with a disorder. I, I'm not sure that process. I just know sure. that again and again, uh, we have seen people with eating disorders. There's always a backstory. You know, I know um, one gal, she's like, well, the problem was uh, nobody fed me as a kid. So I didn't even have to steal food. And yeah. so it's yeah. just, and I had to eat very quickly. Yeah. And so when I get emotionally triggered, I would yeah. binge, yeah. you know, and then she'd yeah. go into that cycle. Um, it, you know, and so that's what the problem was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't the food. Just, it was, it was what was driving it. Mm-hmm. And even like, um, uh, you know, some of the, you know, like adultery and stuff, when we see people fall into adultery. There's always something behind yeah, that, sure. yes. you know, that, yes. that takes them into that kind of, that kind of behavior. So that's, that's really um, what we have discovered that there's always a root mm-hmm. to the fruit. And we have to rename that uh, instead of judging people for the fruit. A lot of times we judge, I'm not saying we don't discipline people. You know, I'm not saying we don't confront them, yeah. um, but, but we don't, I don't really judge them for it. I'm just more like, okay, what's happening behind that? Where, what started all of this? Let's get to that and get some healing. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. Um, so I have just a couple more questions and I'd love for you to pray for our listeners. Sure. You talked about it, about that your heart was experiencing this kind of like emotional death in response to complex trauma you didn't know what had Mm -hmm. happened so you kind of talked about this how our Mm -hmm. mind can hide memories that we can't accept or process and bury them deep in our subconscious what I would love is if you could speak to or even pray over those of us who I feel and I'm going to use the word lukewarm so like when you talk about DID or SRA you're like oh well that wasn't me I feel like there's some people that are like that wasn't me um, but I feel like there's a whole pocket full of people who are, they have trauma, but they're not able to identify that they had trauma. Like even myself, I experienced this and I didn't even realize this until I was in the word and God was comforting me for things that I didn't realize that I had. And maybe I didn't, yeah. I didn't experience, you know, extreme sexual abuse in a satanic way, but I experienced things that were hurtful and I needed to go to the Lord to be comforted. So how can we, as how can we get more on fire for God and not ignore some of these issues 
because we're really a hurting group of people in this world yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that's really awesome about the Lord is that, you know, he brings things up in its time. When it's time to deal with something, when we're ready, he'll yeah. bring it to our attention. We'll start to notice like, okay, this isn't working the way I want it to work, or I don't like my responses or I, or that, boy, I'm such a cold fish. You know, I didn't know, <laughs> you know, like, how come I, how come I don't care anymore? And that's a real danger signal. When you just don't care, that means your heart's, and your heart's dying on the inside. That means you're going cold. And you're going blind on the inside. And that's a very dangerous condition. Um, and But those things happen for a reason. We don't know how to handle pain. We're in a, a season of life where we don't have time to handle pain. Um, you know, and, and so we're not processing our pain or we don't know how or we don't know where to put it or we don't consider our heart important enough to deal with it. Okay. But yeah. the thing is, Proverbs 4 is so crystal clear that out of the heart flows the issues of life. Your quality of life depends on your internal world, your personal wealth, your um, uh, the the richness of your relationships around you, your marriage, your relationship with your kids, you know, uh, your relationship with God. It's all dependent on what's happening on the inside of you. And if you want to you want a rich life, you know, that's that's more than just wealth, but it does include it. If you want a rich life, you know, you're going to have to have to have a healed heart because out of the heart flows every issue of life. Mm -hmm. So we want to get some things uprooted. And even that little thing, that little thing that God points out, that little seed of something, um, if it's not dealt with, it can become a big tree of problems. That's good. Okay. Because seeds good. become trees. Yes. And so, so we want to go ahead and let him deal and pull out the roots of, wow, I didn't know I was bitter there. I didn't know. I didn't know I was bitter. That's why I keep talking about that person badly every time they come up. Okay. Yeah. That's bitterness. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, bitterness defiles many. Okay. So then we're defiling people and then that comes back on us. And it's just, just that negativity that just mm -hmm. brings our life down to a level that God never intended. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, joy that God wants. I mean, just to live a day joyful. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people don't even know what that is, you know, I like, know. like to be like be happy for no reason. Yeah. I'm just a state of joy, you know, just right. to enjoy life, just to yeah. enjoy the drive, enjoy doing the chore, enjoy the time. I mean, people, people don't even know that. And that's, those are all things that God wants to give to you, yeah. you know? So we want, we want to allow him to work in our hearts and just say, okay, here's my heart, Lord. Um, what, what, what do you want to, what do you want to deal with? What do you want to grow? What do you want to go? Mm. You know, create me a clean heart, Lord. That's so good. That's what it's so good in the kingdom. Like it's not just about yeah. the trauma. It's not just about all these bad things. It's he actually wants us to be living peaceful, joyful lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Psalm 139, 16, it says he, he wrote a book on your life before you ever got here. Okay. You know, we have free will and stuff, you know, but, yeah. but at the same time, he, he wrote his intentions down every day counts every, mm -hmm. every day. He's got, he's got a, a plan for each and every day. So, so we don't want to live less than God's plan no. daily, no. you know, and there's so. many of us that are, because we're not even aware that he is so amazing, yeah. you know, because yeah. we're not even tapped into that. So is there anything else that you would like to share before you pray for us and share about how we can? Yeah, I, I want to yeah. encourage people. I, I want to encourage you. Now, my story is extreme. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's extreme. And, but there are a lot of 
lot more people coming forward, at least in my world, you know, they're, they're getting the courage to talk. Yes. Um, so, so my story is extreme, but the, here I have, I, I mean, but my life is in order. And, and so I say that to give people hope that if you have an extreme story, um, you know, God is going to take you through, you know, you just have to, you just have to start somewhere mm. and my book will help you. Maybe Heidi can recommend some more books. Uh, but, you know, but if, if, even if it's not, you're dealing with a divorce, you're dealing with the death, you're dealing with something that's just hanging on, you know, somebody hurt, somebody hurt your feelings. You just can't get over it. Um, you know, God is in that. Mm. He's in that. And he wants to, to, you know, uh, bring, his his glory and his goodness out of that and and set you set you on top of that and so i want to encourage you you know to have hope that you can get over it you can change you can heal from the worst of the worst on whatever level that is um, in the lord it, it is possible you're not too shattered not too far gone for him to heal you so i really want to encourage people with that that's so good and one of the names that you call yourself is the praying prophet yeah. Even as you're like saying that, I'm like some, some of the times when we, when we're in a hole or we don't see the vision, when we can actually pray and ask God, it can, it's like a little bit of, okay, I'm kind of getting out of the hole. Like I actually can pray it and he, yeah. the Holy Spirit can start to move in us. And I think we don't, we don't pray enough and there's, and, and even believing in the power of prayer. So, yeah, well, I like to pray for the listeners yeah, that would those be who are awesome. us today and yeah, and so um so heavenly father we just thank you that you are good and lord that you know how to make good come out of evil you know how to make good come out of difficult situations and lord that when you do a work of restoration you do it you do it with an exclamation point you make a point of it and and lord i pray that people begin to to see that you are the healer and begin to have hope again and even in those little things that they've discounted that they don't think is important enough for you to step into or even invite you into i pray that that change right now that that would change today and lord that they begin to invite you into those things and and see your handiwork and see your your creativity and see your new creation reality inside of their their worlds so lord i thank you for for tremendous restoration in your church Lord, you said that Second uh, uh, Chronicles seven fourteen. You know, when we come to you and we turn and turn from our our, our wicked ways, that you, you you forgive, but you also heal our land. So, Lord, we have to be healed in order for the land to be healed. And so, Lord, um, heal your people and heal the land in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. So, how can our Listeners get a hold of you. Um, I know your book is available on Amazon, but also on your website. It's jenniferevaz.com. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the best place. Um, I'm on all the social media as well. Um, uh, and so, you know, check check it all out there. And you do also, you, you, you also do classes. Could you kind of share a little bit about that if anybody's interested? Um, sure. About what you, you offer there. Sure. I, I'm usually got something coming up, you know, uh, you know, just throughout the year, but uh, some of the ones that I've already done, um, if you go to my website and you just go to the um, online training tab um, and you can just kind of peruse it, uh, you know, what's, what's in there. But I do, 
I do a course on the book, and then I've also added a bonus course for satanic ritual abuse um, uh, information. I was actually really happy with the way it turned out because it's not like um, it, it. What is it? It's not like conspiracy theory. It's yeah, kind of like yep. here are the facts. Yes, like here's, here's, yes. here's some of the things about it. Yeah. I, I was very happy with the way it turned out because I wanted to make sure it was. It was done in a way that glorified God, yeah. you know? And so, so anyway, but that's an extra session if, if people want to pick that up and fill the need. Oh, that's, that's great. I'm just, just going to spell um, the website for those of you who are listening on um, Apple Podcasts. It's www.jenniferiviaz.com. There we okay. go. Yeah. Thanks so much. It's been an honor having you. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.